You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, September 9th. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at Just Baseball, which is a great website. Go check me out there. Also, check me out at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. You can also check out at LO underscore Padres if you want little uh, game, live game tweets, the silly thoughts that rumble through my head. And if you want the silly shirts that I wear, perhaps you want to see whatever I'm wearing, check out what hoodie I'm rocking on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Padres on YouTube. It's just it's just pretty simple, man. You just type all, all the things and you'll eventually find me. All right. I also put actually recently wrote for Nerdist about my beloved Ultimate Spider-Man comic, if any of my... Listeners, you guys happen to be big comic book fans, go check that out. It's on my Twitter. Feel free to, I don't know, give me your thoughts and stuff. But today, I'm going to be giving you my thoughts on the Arizona Diamondbacks series uh, between the Padres and the D-backs. Padres take two of three in this series. It's been a while since I've done an old-fashioned recap. Uh, Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the past couple episodes I did with Millard, where we talked about just kind of the vibe of the D-backs team. You know, we did a draft of former Padres and Diamondbacks and whatnot, which was really a lot of fun just to mix things up a little bit. But I think that this was a really solid series one. It's, It's one that you feel good about, especially coming off of the really poor performance against the LA Dodgers. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody's been playing pretty poorly against the Dodgers, so I do not think that that is a fair, uh, just total indictment and evisceration of the Padres to only compare them to the Dodgers because a lot of teams aren't doing well against the Dodgers. It's just what happens, right? But uh, in this series, I think you saw a lot of kind of, of the heroes you don't expect for the Padres, and I think that that's kind of a good thing, all right? And then while there was some bad news with Juan Soto being... Uh, having to be taken out after the game of last night's game after getting hit by a pitch. Although at the time of this recording, it sounds like he's still okay. He has a right shoulder contusion, but should be a good after an off day. That's just from a Bleacher Report notification that I got. So, you know, that was scary. But of course, I imagine just an abundance of of caution. Wow, I can't even speak today. Of caution was being taken as it rightfully should, given the amount of assets and how, the amount that they have invested in Watsota. I would hope that you guys are going to take uh, a lot of caution with him. First, let's talk about last night's game. Um, let's talk about last night's game first, then we'll talk about the bad game, and then talk about the legendary game to conclude things. Last night's game, Padres win 6-3, and it was a start by none other than the consistency king, Mr. Yu Darvish. Six innings, three earned runs on only five hits. He did walk three, which is actually... A bit much by Yu Darvish standards. Um, he's actually walked a couple of batters or more in his past three starts. Two against the Dodgers and two against the Royals. But uh, bottom line is this is just a quality start machine guy. 3.31 ERA on the year. I've talked about Darvish a lot. While the strikeout rate has been down for a lot of the year. And he isn't necessarily generating the same amount of whiffs. Uh, he's bottom line just not allowing a lot of runs. Um, and I think that basically aside from the start against the Giants early, early on in the year, he has been everything that the Padres could have asked for, especially given his older age, especially given the fact that, you know, after after last year, after the second half, the fact that he really kind of um, fell apart, 
you know, he's been excellent for the team. And I'll take this performance from Darvish every day of the week. And as evidenced by his whip being under one, just the control and maybe realizing I can't make every batter miss anymore. I'm 35. You know, I'm getting up there in age. Maybe I can't reach the 200 or so strikeouts that I used to get back with the Rangers days. Right. Or even with the Cubs. Right. Like he's kind of realized that. And I think it's just been such a really great revelation of why you still have to pay attention a lot to name value uh, every now and then when you say, wait a second, this is you, Darvish. If anyone can figure out whatever happened from last year, it's him. Uh, so shouts to you, Darvish. He's having a very effective season. 3.6 F4 uh, heading into this it's heading into tonight's start, which is actually higher, if I'm not mistaken, than Joe Musgrove as of late, who we'll be uh, getting into in just a little bit. And man, yeah, freaking Darvish is a stud. Just like looking at his fan graphs page right now. Totally forgot how good this guy's been. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of, it's just, you just forget sometimes because he was on a couple of forgettable Rangers teams. And then he was, you know, a little bit crappy for a couple other teams with the Cubs to start. It's just shouts to you, Darvish, man. What a great player. Anyway, let's talk about the rest of the game, obviously. Uh, home runs in this game. All right? Home runs in this game to start things off, which was great. It was in the, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was in like the second inning. I actually had a fantasy draft last night, so I'm going to be a little bit hazy on all the details. But Jerkson Profade, as I like to call him, home run allowing Josh Bell to score. And Jay Cronworth also hit a solo shot. And he pimped it. By the way, shouts to my guy, Jake. Hopefully, you just absolutely bad. Because Jake Cronenworth, one of the things about him this year is that his slugging has gone down dramatically. I don't mind the batting average that much. And the on-base percentage of 339, like, it's not bad, right? It's not atrocious. This is not as good as last year. And the slugging is down from the 477 he had in 2020 and then 460 from last year. So, hopefully, he can get things going. But we've been saying that about him all year. Um... But still, that wasn't the only thing to really talk about from this game. Uh, Manny Machado, 0 for 4 for him. But, Jerickson Profar. Oh, wait, I already told you about that home run. We got one from Will Myers, which is great. And then we also had a 2 for 4 game from Austin Nola. We had a really nice catch by Jose Azokar in the bottom of the ninth inning, by the way, off of a hit by, if I'm not mistaken, was it Dalton Varsho? Uh, yes, it was Dalton Varsho. The first. The first hitter that Josh Hader faced in the ninth, and it was nightmarish to see that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see just players that you don't expect coming through for the Padres. I mean, Hassan Kim has had some really nice hits lately. Um, you know, the two for four game against the Dodgers comes to mind. The fact that he had the home run from not last night's game, but the game before, that was really big too, amounting to the comeback win that we'll get to in a little bit. Love to see these. Uh, I don't want to say background, that's a little bit mean, but kind of the supporting cast of the Padres really step up, including Josh Bell, by the way, who did draw um, a walk in this game. He drew uh, two walks in the game before that. He's been walking a little bit more. I do want to see more slugging, though, which is one bad thing about him. He is not doing that whatsoever for the Padres. 306 slugging. Um, so hopefully that gets up big time from the 493 he was doing with the with the Nationals. He doesn't have to do that the whole way. But, man, has it been a really rough start for Josh Bell with the Padres. Hopefully, though, he's starting to get slowly kind of uh, back into the groove of that. And with Juan Soto not expected to be out too long, that's also great, too. And we know what Manny Machado can do. So, offense overall, pretty solid. And it was also really nice to see Josh Hader get the save. Um, Josh Hader, I have said on this podcast that I think he's cooked. Um, you saw from that first hit 
that the VAR show had that it took a really great jump and catch by Jose Azokar to get it. I'm still nervous about the guy. Hopefully he makes things up and whatnot and he can figure things out. I get why you're putting him in there. It's a three-run lead. I get it. You want to be... Because at some point you have to just see, right? Like we invested a lot in this guy. He's supposed to be a shutdown closer. You have to at least try to get him back into the swing of things, right? So hopefully you can keep things going. But what do I know? What do I know? And what do the Padres know? Everybody seems to just be absolutely awful, right, when they get to the Padres. So um, <laughs> anyway, guys, before we talk about the sad game uh, that occurred in this series, the game that sent Padres Twitter into a frenzy, and somewhat rightfully so, let's talk a little bit about something very, 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 very important, guys. Blue Chew. Might have heard of Blue Chew before, guys. We all know that confidence can take you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You're approved. Um... Of all this, I, I, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Guys, sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online, which is kind of the best part. No awkward conversations or anything like that. You don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy. They got you over there, guys. With Blue Chew, <sighs> men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Yes. That is that is that is a real thing, guys. Um, but seriously, check it out. Go and try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. You just have to pay five dollars in shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Locked On to f- receive your first month free. That's right, guys. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Let's keep moving, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep moving. Let's talk about the sad game. The game that set Padres Twitter into a frenzy, including myself. It was one of those games that you really try to forget. And again, I want to stress that the Diamondbacks really aren't that bad of a team, right? They have Corbin Carroll, who's been called up. Everyone's been talking about him. Christian Walker is basically what I wish the Padres had at first base. It's an absolute dream. Great defense. Probably going to win the gold glove. Absolute slugging monster, like I talked about with Miller the other day. Um... But still, you shouldn't be getting absolutely silenced by them, especially by a feller by the name of Ryan Nelson, who kind of looks like, I don't even know, he kind of looks like an old, is it Paul Newman? No. no. It's right on the tip of my tongue who the, who Ryan Nelson looks like, at least from the picture that I have. If anyone's watching on YouTube, at least from the, the picture I have. Clint Eastwood? No, I have it right in front of Robert Redford. That's who it is. He kind of a little bit, tiny bit looks like Robert Redford from the picture on his main profile. But he goes seven innings in this game, not allowing a run, only four hits, no walks, and seven Ks. Padres can hit this guy. And get this, it was his major league debut, and he had like an ERA above five in AAA. I don't know what it is with the Padres and Diamondbacks pitchers who are making their uh, Major League Baseball debut. All right, You had last year, it was uh, Tyler Gilbert who no-hit the Padres, which was really, really rough. I believe that was in a Joe Musgrove start as well, which was obviously super ironic, given that he had um, thrown the first ever Padres no-hitter earlier that year. I guess that's just the universe laughing 
at us Padres fans and I guess showing us how it feels and whatnot. So Tyler Gilbert did that last year and, you know, Nelson was had nearly a perfect game for a while until the Padres started hitting him a little bit later uh, on in the game. But it didn't matter really. Stone Garrett gets a home run who sounds like an old school like like a president, like Stonewall Jackson, he gets a home run in this game. Christian Walker had a couple of RBIs as well, um, despite the three strikeouts. Jake McCarthy, like they they've got some good players. Jake McCarthy actually two stolen bases in this game as well. Um, and for the Padres, it stinks because Blake Snell was good again, again, ladies and gentlemen. Blake Snell was good. Six innings, only one earned run on four hits, one walk. 10 strikeouts that brings his season stats to an incredibly low now I don't even know if it's low key anymore 3.73 ERA which isn't that amazing but when you consider how he was for a lot of the season this isn't a guy with an ERA above 5 for most of the year and a 1.29 whip it shows you how much he's improved from Jul- um on July 14th his ERA was a 5.22 Right after that game against the Rockies, then ever since then he's slowly lowered it, including against some some really impressive showings against the Giants, the Guardians. He did get lit up a little bit, which was unfortunate. But against the Nationals and the Giants, Rockies, he's really shut people down. In fact, he shut people down so much, so much, in fact, that among pitchers, among qualified pitchers in the second half so far in Major League Baseball, he has the highest strikeout percentage of any of them. 34.2%. Second place being Carlos Rodon with 33.5, Charlie Morton with 32.1, Lance Lynn with 31.5, and Zach Gallon with 30.1. Um, so, again, uh, you saw the Dimebacks, right? They're coming, man. They've got some talent. Um, I think if you look at the stats over just the last month, since August 7th, uh, he's like second or third. Uh, and I think he's below Jacob deGrom, who has an absurd, like, 44%. So... <laughs> It's cracked, man. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom is so cracked. Oh, man. But uh, bottom line is this is what I'm saying is that I am wondering if this recent string of success, plus the fact that he does have some caliber and some success in his past, this is not a guy out of nowhere. There's a reason why the Padres traded so much for him back in for the 2021 season. Um, whether or not he is the starter for a playoff series, is he the wild card starter? I don't know for sure. Uh, could it be you, Darvish? I think it's probably still you, Darvish. But is Blake Snell the number two? Where's Joe Musgrove going to be? Where's Mike Clevenger going to be? There are definitely... The biggest question about Padres pitching right now isn't like the effectiveness necessarily of their pitchers, but rather just in a playoff series, what is the rotation order in the wild card game potentially? Who is starting that game? I think that that's the really fun sort of question to be answered for this last month of the season, at least in my opinion, because I really feel like we know who everybody is at this point, for the most part, among Padres starting pitchers. And the only thing that we don't know about is maybe Josh Hader and the rest of the bullpen. We have to see if it kind of, you know, uh, comes to comes together better. So we'll see how that all pans out. But it stinks that they wasted a start from him. Juan Soto was booed. And I just want to quickly say, I am so anti-booing. I have never understood booing my whole life. Maybe it's because I'm lazy and I just hate the idea of putting that much effort into people that I do not know as human beings. But for me, it's just never been something that helps. And speaking on Juan Soto, first of all, the guy hasn't been that bad. I get that he's been a little bit disappointing, but I think that Padres fans who are expecting this guy to come in and absolutely save the universe, like, well, guys, like, have you not been paying attention to baseball? Like, this isn't 
how that works, right? Like, baseball is not a sport where you should fairly... And, and now you're getting mad because Juan Soto isn't performing at a super-duper star level. Don't get me wrong, he hasn't been great, right? He's slugging 378 with the Padres as opposed to the 485 with the Nationals. But even still, 395 on base, he's not doing nothing. Right? There's still time for this to come to fruition. He's probably getting a grip of things. The talent is there. The hard hit balls are there. Is it possible that the shift is playing into this a little bit? Maybe. I think he might be pressing too. He's trying to impress his new team and the people of San Diego. But the idea of boos to me is just very, very silly. I know he handled it well and said, look, they should be booing. Or not should be booing, but I understand that we haven't been playing well. You know, you come to a game, you expect your team to win. I get that. But still, enough with the booing, guys. It just doesn't help. It doesn't help. And maybe, which we're going to be talking about on tomorrow's podcast, you should take into account maybe, huh, why is it that people keep stinking when they get to the Padres? Or at least getting considerably worse, right? Uh, significantly worse um, than what they were pre-San Diego. Maybe this is a management thing. Maybe this is a coaching thing. I don't know. It's just it's just an idea. It's just an idea. Don't kill me. Um, but yeah, I have basically no doubt that Soto will get better and at the minimum the guy is still a walking machine and I think he's going to be better so hopefully he breaks out of this slump maybe this little off day that he's probably going to get after this shoulder contusion maybe even a couple because uh, the Padres have an off day tomorrow or actually off day today and then they start their series against the Dodgers maybe they take him off for game one that's possible and if they do more rest is good for Soto maybe that will actually be a little bit of a, a blessing in disguise uh, not that he got hit and hurt. Uh, I probably should have said that. But maybe this could just be a a nice reason for him to take a break. I, they should absolutely give him some time. He deserves it. He's played really well his whole career up to this point. So give him some time to figure things out. But before we talk about the fun game, ladies and gentlemen, before we talk about it, I can't wait to talk about it, man. Oh, my God. I can't wait. The guy who's got the same hairstyle as me, man. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. That's right. Pretty cool, right? I know. I know. It's sick. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of great cars. You know what I mean? Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about the last game. Uh, the best game of the series that saw, again, Padres Twitter in a spiral. You know, they lose 5-0 to the Diamondbacks. They're letting this this dude out of nowhere who looks like Robert Redford's son, you know, no-hit them through six, all this stuff. And then what happens? Not scoring again. Not scoring again at all. It's really rough for most of this game. It really is. It's 5 nothing by the time we hit the, to- uh, the bottom of the fifth inning. Christian Walker hits a home run in this game. Dalton Varsho hits a home run in this game. You get one, uh, a Sergio Alcantara double, and he had done nothing for the Padres, and then immediately seems to do something all right for the D-backs. Josh Rojas gets a home run in this game. For people who might not be familiar, Josh Rojas, not a power guy whatsoever. He is an infielder who can play some okay defense, I guess, sometimes, and give you like eight bombs a year, maybe. Like, he's not that incredible of a player, but he hits a home run off of... Joe Musgrove, who we have to talk about really quickly. Four and a third's innings in this one. He gives up five runs, four earned, has two walks, and three Ks. Four and a third's innings. He had 99 pitches, so he was struggling. He was struggling to miss bats. Again, Dimebacks have a pretty decent lineup. 
But even still, uh, it is worth bringing up Joe Musgrove right now. Since he signed his contract extension on August 4th, 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 uh, Joe Musgrove has a 4.7 ERA, a 4.7 FIP, which suggests this is not just because of poor defense, because the Padres have actually not been great when it comes to defense, when it comes to outs above average and whatnot. They have actually been, you know, kind of dead last uh, for a while now, about like the month in the second half. So that's not great, but it's not that that shows you this is just Musgrove not particularly pitching well. He's got a 1.35 whip and a 1.88 home run per nine, which is the third worst rate among all qualified starters since August 1st. So there's a couple things here. And I actually put out that tweet about the stats and someone rightfully pointed out, look, I don't think he fell off after being, this is actually DFA Kevin AC on Twitter at DD Keeling three. I don't think he just fell off after being so good for a year and a half. My guess is it's a mix of Melvin overworking him plus COVID effects. He was thriving with the six man rotation and looks burnt out. Totally possible. The Padres were running a six man rotation for a lot of the year, but you know, after the trade of Mackenzie Gore, plus when he actually just got hurt in general, the fact that Nick Martinez has basically been a bullpen guy because of the struggles of Hader and some other injuries, and then you have the Sean Mania disaster, which is part of this as well, you know, that's kind of a, a, really, a really great point, right? So Joe Musgrove, you know, yeah, he struggled a little bit. And also, as someone uh, points out, David Leland at Davy Sports 98 on Twitter also points out, this also doesn't account for things like a ridiculous home run fly ball rate, inherited runners, etc. Exactly. Uh, that absolutely is a great point. Here's how I think. I think that Musgrove just performed unbelievably well for the first half of the season. And as someone else points on Twitter, Rama Murray, who's a frequent, frequent uh, responder, I guess, for the podcast, it says, I think he was doing so much to get this contract extension that now he's pressing to prove he's worth it. Needs to just refocus himself on being who he was before and pitching the way he was before, and he'll be fine. I agree. I think that Musgrove is a guy who isn't necessarily going to overpower people. This is not a guy who's going to reach 250 strikeouts, right? This is just not who he is. This is not you, Darvish, in his prime. Instead, he kind of toys with you, right? He's got that devastating curveball when it's working, but when it's not working, batters can really lay into it, right? So it's possible that he's just having a extended regression to being a great pitcher, um, at times incredible pitcher, but this is not a guy who is necessarily what he was at the beginning of the season or for basically the first half of the season, which is like the second or third starter in the all-star game, right? Like a Cy Young candidate. I think that he's having a a huge regression right now, but he's going to figure it out as things go on. I really do believe that because it's been a while now. Right. Like it was a whole year last year and a half season this year. I'm having trouble believing that he's just going to fall off. And I reasonably trust Ruben Nieba, who's turned a lot of great pitchers from Cleveland into gold. So I think that he'll they'll tinker and they'll figure it out. Maybe he's just a little bit tired right now. It's a long season and it's a season of runs. So would it surprise me if after this Musgrove starts going on a stretch where he's incredible again and then maybe he has another bad start, but then incredible the rest of the way? Absolutely not. It would not surprise me. That's just how the sport works sometimes, right? So I'm not freaking out. It's worth bringing up, right? But for all you people that are freaking out, here's what I have to say to you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see if you're freaking out and saying this is a disaster that I go through your tweets and I see you saying pay the man immediately. This is how baseball works sometimes, man. It's not all just now, 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 right? It's not just get this star, get that star, the end. It's a tricky sport to navigate, and it's very tricky to navigate 
when players will fall off, especially considering that they only enter their free agency period after so long in the majors. I mean, think about it. This isn't like Joe Musgrove's second season in the majors, right? It takes a while, so it's really hard that you're probably paying them for what they did in the past versus what they're doing now. But enough about that. Let's talk about the good stuff. Um, In this game, I talked to you about how it took until the bottom of the fifth. The Padres are down 5 nothing. And everyone is losing their mind. They're saying, oh my god, this is this is a disaster. But have no fear. Jake Cronenworth is here. We are not Cronenworthy! I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> uh, Josh Bell draws a walk. Jake Cronenworth hits a home run, making it 5-2. And then Hassan Kim hits a home run right after that, making it 5-3. Again, Hassan Kim. A solid player. He's probably going to finish as like a 3-F4 player. Good defense, average at bat. Considering what the Padres were supposed to have at shortstop, Hassan Kim has absolutely delivered. They could not afford him to be what he was last year, which is like an incredibly below average at bat. Instead, just a solid, solid player. And it's going to be really nice, hopefully, when that big old goober who got suspended for 80 games comes back next season and you know, well, we have this really solid utility infielder who can play third sometimes, who can play short, probably can play second pretty effectively too. It's really nice to know you have depth. Depth matters, especially in baseball. Um, so I love to see that from Hassan Kim. And he's always so excited when he hits the home runs, I swear too. Uh, Josh Bell also gets a home run in the bottom of the seventh. And then what happens, ladies and gentlemen? The bottom of the ninth happens. And Ian Kennedy, former Padre? Question mark? I think so, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I crazy? I think it's... He was he was a Padre, right? I'm not crazy. No, he was a Royal. No, no, no. He was a Padre. In, in, in 2013, he was a I'm remembering now. Yeah, he was a Padre for half a second in 2013. Then he went to the Diamondbacks for a second. Then back to the Padres for a couple years where he was meh. He was whatever. Um, he had one decent year. I think with Kansas City. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. In 2019, Ian Kennedy was randomly kind of a decent. I remember. Yeah, I remember this. 2019 or 2018. Or no, 2016 he was good. There we go. Yeah, 2016 he was good. Anyway, that's besides the point. Ian Kennedy blows the save for the D-backs, which is awesome. Uh, in this bottom of the ninth inning, you get a Josh Bell walk. Then Jake Cronenworth, he hits in a fielder's choice. Hassan Kim pops out. We're thinking, oh man, it's two two outs, this stinks. But then Will Mai, the baseball guy, gets a single, and then Jose Azokar walks, which sets things up for Jorge Alfaro to come in, and he drives in a single for your San Diego Padres. It was absolutely awesome to see. I love this man so, so much. He's the first Padres player ever with four walk-off RBIs in a season. That coming from Kevin AC on Twitter. It's nuts, uh, considering that his... He's had so many walk-offs, one of them being against his former team, the Marlins, which was awesome. He's so much fun. Him saying, let's effing go, San Diego is also really fun. A Padres cult hero. This is the type of guy that Padres fans are going to be, you know, you're sitting at the bar, you're sitting in a, a coffee shop or whatever, and maybe you're talking some baseball and you're you're doing that thing. People, Someone had a tweet a while ago where they're like, dudes love just saying old athletes to each other just have the best of times right when you're just relishing him hey remember this guy hey remember coco crisp hey remember tyson ross hey remember jorge alfaro yeah i loved him he had such a cute little season for the padres again guy who swings at everything not a coincidence that he swung on the first pitch there but as a backup catcher basically primarily love seeing jorge alfaro this year and bottom line it's just a vibe i'm just enjoying 
him, regardless of what he actually does for the team and the F4 and swinging strike rate, whatever. I've enjoyed him on the Padres this year. I think he's been a lot of fun. Um, I will say, though, I would like to see Luis Campuzano get a couple more bats, man. I, I don't like that he doesn't get a lot of chances. Don't get me wrong. Alfaro came up huge, obviously, in this game with the, the two RBIs to win the game for the Padres in the bottom of the ninth. But I'd like to see more from Campuzano. I do not understand why this guy doesn't have a little bit more of a, of a uh, leash. It's not like Austin Nola has been particularly, you know, hitting gangbusters. You know, 242, 319 on base. It's better than it was at the start of the year. But come on, man. I just think Campuzano has higher upside than one of these guys. Right? Let's keep in, let's keep uh, Alfaro in maybe, but I'm just saying it's a little bit weird. Maybe he's a guy who's going to be a full time catcher for the team next year, but I just find it weird how sporadically they use him. I don't care if he's hitting 182. If he has two hits, his average would go up to 260. He hasn't played. Right? So that's just me. Um, yeah, so absolutely love to see it. That was a lot, a lot of fun, guys. Oh, man, I love walk-offs, man. Or Alfaro. Don't you love the guy? Ah! ah! I love him so much. Man. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Guys, that basically about does it for my thoughts on this series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, we got a series coming up against the Dodgers, obviously, this week, and that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people are probably going to be watching football tonight, but don't worry. We will be still doing podcasts here over at Lockdown Padres. I've been a little bit behind schedule, I know, but I'm getting more consistent, I promise, because we're in, the, we're in the end game. We're in the end game now, folks. We're in September, so going to be talking a little bit about Padres players that significantly decline on tomorrow's podcast when they get to San Diego and why is that, all sorts of things on that front talking about trades, talking about Juan Soto a little bit more, and whatever else pops into my head, because that's just what I do. But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from. Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, at L-O underscore Padres, at Lockdown Padres on YouTube. To see whatever hoodie, what mysterious hoodie I was wearing. Ooh, go check that out. Until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.